first reading, the responsorial psalm and the gospel all talk about vineyards and what it's like to grow grapes in the vineyard. So I thought I would bring some with me. I'm not going to do anything with them. Don't worry. So what do we have here? Grapes. Grapes. Thank you. What do we have right here? What is it? A grape, right? What do we have? What do we have now with this? A grape, right? It's a grape on the vine. It's a grape off the vine. That's going to be the message today. A grape on the vine and a grape off the vine. So we believe that uh, life is sacred from conception, from the very moment of conception until death from this world. And we live in times right now where that belief is not held to be something that is common or something that is sacred to everybody's lives. And through each of these readings, we hear about this image of the vineyard and the vineyard that produces the fruit from the vine and the vineyard that produces Jesus as well. So we hear in the gospel that they have Jesus, uh, uh, the master created this vineyard and he left, and he would every once in a while send servants to go forth and to bring forward the, the fruit of the vineyard, the produce. And finally, as each one of them are beaten and killed and slaughtered, he decides to send his only son. And he sends his only son into the vineyard, and he says, surely they will respect my son. But when they saw the son, they said to him, this is the heir, come, let us kill him. They seized him threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Just as Jesus was rejected, suffered, died, and was crucified, from the very moment of conception, every life is created in the image and likeness of God. So I want to talk about uh, a couple teachings of the faith, and I'm going to use the paradigm of uh, faith and reason, so we believe in faith and reason in our church. A lot of people might not understand reason, but one aspect of reason would be science. So I'm going to talk about science. And then also scripture and tradition. So these are, are, are what set our beliefs. So first of all, science. What does science say about this? So peer-reviewed journals in the biologic, biological and life sciences literature have published many articles, and they represent the biological view that a human's life begins at fertilization, which is conception. As those statements typically offered without explanation or citation, the fertilization view seemed to be uncontested by editors, reviewers, and authors who contribute to the scientific journals. So what that's saying there is the belief that life begins at conception is uncontested when it comes to the scientific journals. But the interesting thing is Americans are split and whether fertilization is either um, philosophical or a religious belief. So those who believe philosophically or religiously, only 45% of those would believe that conception, that life begins at conception. Those that are more biological and scientific, only 46% would believe that life begins at conception. And 38% of Americans do view fertilization as the starting point of human life. So 38% view the Eucharist, or view uh, conception as the start of human life, 38%. And I say that because 31% of Catholics believe in the real presence in the Eucharist. So 
So in the two studies that experts explored on the matter, and this one is the most popular perspective held by um, all public health professionals, and the recent study done in 2022 asserts this. 80% of Americans view biologists as the most trusted source to determine what life is. So 80% of uh, Americans view biologists as the most trusted source. Now they took biologists from 1,058 academic institutions around the world. They assessed them in a survey of when human life begins. And overall, they found that 96%, that's 5,337 out of 5,577, affirmed the, the fertilization and conception view. So the principles of this suggest that scientists have an ethical and professional obligation to inform America about this. So science is very clear that life begins at conception. We all know that our faith is very clear that life begins at conception. How do we have such a distorted view that goes against science and against faith that life begins at conception? So my guess, I don't know the answer to that, but my, my guess would be because it's used in politics to divide us. So only politicians that I know of would disagree with both science and faith. So the church teaches human life is sacred. Now I'm going to get into that scripture and tradition. So we talked about faith and reason, scripture and tradition. The church teaches human life is sacred from its very beginning and involves the creative action of God. And it remains forever in a special relationship with the creator, who is its sole end. God alone is the source of all life from beginning and to end. No one under any circumstance can claim for himself the right to directly destroy innocent human life. That's what our church believes. Now I want to take some examples from scripture. So we first start in the Old Testament. So during the Old Testament times, which is different than now, thankfully, but during the Old Testament times, there was child sacrifices going on. So the pagans believed, and I talked about this in another homily, the pagans believed in sacrificing children. Children didn't even have a right, so a, ch a child be could be killed for any reason whatsoever because children were not seen as being um, created in the image and likeness of God in the pagan world. Now in the Jewish realm, we see how life begins at conception all throughout the Old Testament, and I'll show you some examples throughout the New Testament. So this is from Deuteronomy, and this is Moses. He's proclaiming this, and he says, When you hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings will come upon you and overwhelm you. May you be blessed in the city and blessed in your country. <clears throat> blessed be the fruit of your womb, the produce of your soil, the offspring of your livestock, the issue of herds and the young of your flocks, blessed will be your grain and your, your bull. May you be blessed in your coming and going. So Moses is telling us that blessed is the fruit of your womb, that the fruit of your womb is holy. And then we hear this is, this is Samson, and uh, an, an angel came to him. This is in the book of uh, in Judges. The angel told the mother of Samson, as for the son, you will conceive and bear. No razor shall touch his head. For this boy is to be consecrated to God 
from the womb. So consecrated in and from the womb. And then we hear in Job, Job stated, Did not he who made me in the womb make him? So he's acknowledging that God made me in the womb. Did not the same one fashion us before our birth? So even before our birth, God was fastening us. My favorite, Psalm 139. Truly you have formed my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. We hear in Sirach, beloved of his people, dear to his maker, dedicated from his mother's womb, consecrated to the Lord as the prophet Samuel. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name and consecrated me in the shadow of his arms. And then in Isaiah, we hear, the Lord has spoken who formed me as his servant from the womb that Jacob would be brought back to him and Israel gathered to him. And I made glorious in the sight of the Lord my God in this new strength. And finally, Jeremiah, the word of the Lord came to me. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. So you're dedicated even before you're born in the womb. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. So that's uh, the Old Testament. And this continues on then through the New Testament as well. We hear the story of the visitation when Mary and Elizabeth come together. Thereupon Mary set out, proceeding in haste into the hill country to a town of Judah where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? The moment of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leapt in my womb. Blessed is she who trusted that the words of the Lord would be fulfilled. So from the very beginning of scripture all the way through, we hear this uh, dignity of the human life in the womb. So we had something pretty amazing happen June 24th, 2022. June 24th, by the way, is the Feast of the Nativity of John the Baptist, and it's also my baptismal anniversary. But on June 24th, 2022, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, the US Supreme Court overturned 50 years of precedent, overturning Roe versus Wade. We believe that um, our faith is not just contained to ourselves here in this church. Our faith is to permeate all of society, all of our culture. <clears throat> we hear in the Gospel of Life from John Paul II, the law of God is written in man's heart, the sacred value of human life from its very beginning to its very end can affirm the right of every, every human being to as a primary good respected to the highest degree upon recognition of this right. Every human community and political community itself should be founded upon this. So we know in our church, we believe that our society and community should be founded upon this. He continues, whatever is opposed to life itself, such as any type of murder, genocide, abortion, euthanasia, 
willful self-destruction, whatever violates the integrity of the human person, such as mutilation, torments inflicted on the body and mind, attempts to coerce whatever insults of dignity, subhuman conditions, arbitrary imprisonment, deportation, slavery, prostitution, selling of women and children, as well as disgraceful working conditions. We people are not to be treated as mere instrument, instruments. And when we do this, we poison human society. And they do more to harm those who practice it than those who suffer from the injury. So our society, our America, has been poisoned. I want to go back to this image of the grape. The grape is attached to the vine. And many people will say that a child is not a child because it's dependent on its mother. A grape is a grape, even if it's attached to the vine. A grape off the vine is still a grape. So we believe in this, this image, this undeniable dignity of life and the beauty of the fruit of the womb. So even a child in the womb is consecrated to God. A child in the womb from the very moment of conception, his life is a human person. We find this in science, we find this in faith, we find this in reason, we find this in scripture, we find this in tradition. If all of thing, these things add up to life, why is it so difficult for us to believe? Grape is a grape, whether or not it's on the vine. And life is a life, whether or not it's in the womb.